This is the Leadership School Podcast. From conflict resolution, boundaries, and customer service, we dive into what it takes to be an extraordinary leader. Anchor Podcast is the easiest way to make a podcast. Not only is it free, but it has everything you need, including creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. For me, in just a few minutes, I was able to go from an idea to a reality of having my podcast launched and out there. Anchor not only distributes your podcast for you on all platforms, but it has everything you need in one place. You can download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. I'm Kyla Kofer, and this is episode six. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about active listening, what that is, how it's relevant, how you practice it, and how it can help you in your leadership and really just in your personal life too. I like how all of these things, everything that we talk about in this podcast really can be used in both places. It's not just for using at work or using at your volunteer job or uh, using in parenting, but it just really, it, they're tools that just help you lead a successful life with integrity. And active listening is really one of the most important ones, I think, that goes to all different sides of what who we are and what we do. And the reason for that is because it really gives us an opportunity to hear other people and hear different perspectives and learn from each other. You know, I live in Western culture in the United States and in our culture, it's really, we have this thing where we just really love to be heard. We want our voices and opinions to be heard. And sometimes it's really, really hard to listen and to hear other perspectives. And what we lose when we don't do that is the opportunity to learn from each other and to maybe change your mind even to to see that, oh, maybe you were wrong. But even if you don't think you're wrong, it's a chance to kind of put yourself in another person's shoes, so to speak, to to understand where another person's coming from and to hear, allow them to uh, let their voice be heard and their opinion to be heard. And in leadership, this is really, really important because if you don't take the time to listen well to other people, you're missing out on a lot of amazing ideas, relationships, resources, the opportunity to empower people to really step into the roles that they were made for and the things that they love and that they were created for. Active listening gives you the opportunity to do this. So I know I mentioned this in a recent episode, and so I wanted to really just dive into it. I thought this would be a great time to go through and and say, what is active listening? How do you do it? If, I have a psychology background, and so this makes sense to me because I was trained to do this through my psychology classes in uh, college. Even for me, who has been trained in this, who has practiced it, it is really hard because I, I want my opinion to be heard. I want my voice to be louder. I want to be the one that's right. This comes up a lot in marriage. For those of you who are married, you understand, or who live with partners, or who have had roommates for any length of time, have had to live with other people, you learn pretty quickly that other people come to housing arrangements with their own set of circumstances and their own opinions on way things should be done. For me in our house, it's about rinsing the dishes in the dishwasher. We get into, it's not arguments about it, but we have 
differing opinions on how to load the dishwasher and it frustrates me to no end and i'm sure it frustrates them too because i don't do it their way and they don't do it mine and and it's it, it's tricky but we've learned to just grow with it and to roll with it and learning to listen to each other and you you learn people's reasoning behind why they do the things they do and you have more compassion for them and you're able to come to a an agreement or an understanding a little bit better. The compassion extends from them also to you. You can have compassion for yourself and how you see the world because you understand that you see it through your own set of circumstances. And it's a good tool even for listening to yourself and your own thoughts. So let's just get into it. Enough babbling here. Let me just talk to you about what is active listening? How do you do it? Um, and then we'll just go from there and see what happens. So step one, active listening, make eye contact. Even if you're on Zoom, do your best to make eye contact. Let the other person know that you see them. If you're on the phone, don't be doing something else. Don't be distracted. Don't be scrolling on your phone while you're listening to this conversation, especially if it's an important one. When someone's you know, pouring their heart out or feeling you you see that that you can hear or see their emotions getting stronger and more intense because it matters to them. It's important and you can hear those and see those emotions. You can see the way someone's face is changing and their smiles or their tears or uh, the way their face scrunches up if they're upset and they they don't you don't necessarily hear it in their words but you might see it in their face or their, their body language just kind of cringes a little bit observe body language, observe their eyes, let the person know that you are attending to them. You are here and not somewhere else. Your phone is in another room. Your computer screen is turned off. You are looking at this person and they are your focus. And then not only are they focused, but you are hearing what they're saying. So make eye contact, watch body language, and sometimes if you're, once you are really, really practiced in this, you might start to notice the more you pay attention to someone's body language, how they, their shoulders lift up just a little bit when they're feeling a little bit worried or concerned, or they, they slide down just a little bit when they're finally feeling trusted and safe, or how someone always looks off to the side because they're nervous or they are, their eyes kind of, their eyebrows go up and their eyes get wider because they're excited and they're happy and their smile grows. These are such fun things that you can watch and learn through people and their body language. So once you kind of, you've done these things, you, you're in the middle of a conversation. Let's, let's just use an example. We're talking here, let's say about politics. Politics is the big conversation topic where people are really strong in their opinions. Everybody's got an opinion on politics and on the way things should be. Even if you don't think you did, if I started asking you questions, you would find that you do have an opinion somewhere in there about how things should be and how what you think things should be, the way things should be run. So the next step in active listening, and if say if someone is coming to you about a political situation, and, or it comes up, it's in the news and you're talking about it. You're watching this person's eye, eye contact. You're making eye contact. You're watching this person's body language and you're in the middle of practicing active listening. Let me really back up and say that when someone is expressing their 
thoughts, opinions, or feelings, that is your cue and your clue that at this moment, I need to stop what I'm doing and listen and pay attention. And that when somebody is sharing anything, that your job is to pay attention and to hear what they're saying. And you'll get your chance to speak. You will. And the better practiced you are at this, the less you'll feel the need to interrupt uh, or put your opinion forward. But you will get a chance to do those things at the right time. So let's not, when we're practicing active listening, you're learning this skill, just think, in this moment, what I think doesn't matter. My opinion, my own experiences, my stories don't exist. They don't matter. I am here as a sounding board. I am here to learn. And especially when we're talking about politics, this is a really beautiful tool for discourse to create coming to a problem with two different solutions, two different angles and perspectives where the problem is in the middle and we're both coming at it. It's not that I'm coming at you and they're coming at me. It's that the we're both coming at the problem. And when we practice active listening, we get this opportunity to really discourse, to really offer perspectives and learn from each other. So what you're going to do next is remember that your opinions in this moment don't matter because you're just listening. So you're going to ask some questions. You want to clarify what they said. You want to make sure that you understand everything that they've said. Because even if I say, I love the ocean, you could repeat back to me that phrase exactly. You could say, you love the ocean. And I'd say, well, yeah, I just love that the, I love the feeling of the sand under my toes. I love the peace that I feel when I'm at the ocean. I love the way, the sound of the waves crashing on the beach. I love watching the birds. Now you hear how your one summary, you're just repeating back to me, you love the ocean, gave you all this other information. I started telling you why I love the ocean. What about the ocean was wonderful to me? What, what caused that love for me in there? You can learn more by, yes, just repeating back what I said, but also maybe asking a further question. Okay, you love the ocean. Well, what do you love about the ocean? Okay, well, I love all those things I just told you, this long list. Okay, well, how does it make you feel peace? Like, does it do something different to your body? Or like, is it just this feeling? And tell me more. What is that feeling like, that feeling of peace when you're at the ocean? And I would tell you, well, like my body just kind of rests and relaxes and the rest of the world, it's like behind me and all that exists is that one moment and I feel calm and I feel like everything could just disappear and I could just be with my thoughts and with me and with the people I'm with and I'm my worries are gone. And look at all the information you're getting now with just one follow-up question. Well, what what is peace like for you? Like, what does that mean to you? These questions, asking questions and clarifying takes you from your perspective of the answer, I love the ocean. Well, that might mean something different to you uh, because maybe you love being on the ocean in a boat. If you don't ask that follow-up question, you're not getting the fullness of what I mean when I'm saying I love the ocean. So asking questions here, clarifying in active listening is a way to really understand 
what the person is actually saying, not just the words, but the meanings behind the words. So here's another example. One time at one of my old jobs, I had a coworker that we would trade lunch times because somebody always had to be available to answer the phones. So she would go to lunch and I would go to lunch afterwards, or I would go to lunch first and she would go to lunch after whatever we would coordinate how that worked. So she would go to lunch and she, I would say, okay, well, what time are you going to be back? And then I would pay attention to the clock and know what time she got back because she was the person who answered the phone. And so when she was gone, I needed to know what length of time I was going to be there and be responsible for the phone. While she heard this as, what time are you going to be back? She heard it as, I'm monitoring every move and making sure that you're only taking the certain amount of lunch time that you should be taking. And I'm monitoring and judging you if you go one minute over. And she started to build up this bitterness and anger towards me because I continued to ask her, what time are you going to return from lunch? And she kept hearing, you better be following the rules. And I kept meaning, well, I just need to know what my responsibilities are. And until it came out one day and I could, and we could explain it and acknowledge that, then um, we both just continue to operate for months under this understanding. I thought everything was okay. And she just kept getting more and more mad at me and I couldn't figure out what was going on. So it's uh, really important that you ask these follow-up questions because you can really easily step into assuming that you understand what the other person means when they're saying what they're saying. So just by asking a simple question, um, well, I'm not sure, does it, what, does, it, does it matter? Or do you have somewhere to be? And I could say, oh no, I actually just want to make sure I'm answering the phone and I don't step out for the bathroom or something when I'm supposed to be monitoring the phone lines, you know? Uh, and we could, that would have cleared up the conversation. That would have cleared up the misunderstandings right away. Clarifying, making sure you understand what the other person is saying and conveying from their perspective, not just the way that you're hearing it, is so important to building healthy relationships and to leading others in a positive way. So once you do this, you've made eye contact, you're watching body language, you're asking questions, you're clarifying opinions, you're cl making sure that you understand that perspective and why what a person actually means when they say what they say. You're going to summarize it. You're going to repeat it back. Just like in the ocean example where you say, okay, so you love the ocean. Or you could say in my time example, okay, so you just want to make sure that you are available while I'm gone. And I would go, yeah, that's it. Exactly. But also if that wasn't true, I could say, well, yes, but there's more to it than that. And I wouldn't just leave it there. Uh, like when you say, well, you love the ocean. Yes, but there's more to it than that. Uh, there are all these things that the ocean does for me. This works really great as a tool for conflict resolution. So when someone comes to you angry about something, to first make eye contact, observe their language, you see that they're really angry, make sure that you're safe, whatever you need to do in that, in that situation. But before you go straight into explaining or calming down, just ask those questions, clarify. I hear that you're angry because these things happened. Is that, where I, is that right? Am I hearing this correctly? Do I understand this well? And uh, you're summarizing back what they said and it gives them the opportunity to go, well, no, I'm really angry about this thing. Okay. So tell me more about that. Tell me, tell me even more. Try and ask two or three follow-up questions, at least two, three is even better, 
more if you still have them and you could think of them. Ask as many as you need to really understand, to be able to really summarize and repeat back until you both go, yes, that is what I was saying. Awesome. I understand you especially in an anger situation or an emotional situation like a political one where we come to it and go with these these extra added emotions before we can even address the problem or the issue, we have to be able to tone down the emotions in a way that we can hear each other and understand each other. And we do that by clarifying, summarizing, and being present. Remember what I said earlier about your opinions don't exist in this moment when you're active listening? Defer your judgment, your feedback. Your goal is just to focus on understanding what the other person is saying and where they're coming from. So going back to our political conversations, if someone comes to you and says, my opinion is this about the current state of politics, your response would be, okay, so you believe this about the current state of politics. And the person will say, well, no, I didn't say I believed. I said, this is kind of my opinion. And this is what I'm thinking right now from this story. You'd say, okay, what examples do you have for that? Can you tell me more? And they would give you the examples. Okay, what is your, where's that coming from? Like what, what stories do you have that back that up? Or what research do you have? Tell me more. I'm trying to understand where you're coming from on this story. And they give you some research, research or they go, oh, well, I just don't know, you know, or they say that they have these experience in their childhood, or they saw their parents go through this thing. And that's why they came to this conclusion. And then you can summarize back. Okay, so you experienced this, your parents have experienced this. So from your own experiences, you're seeing these things to be true. And then you've got some research to back it up. Yes, that's it. You get me now. And right then in that moment, there's some trust established. There is a sense of understanding that we respect and we can give each other dignity. Even if we disagree, we can understand and have compassion for the other side of the story. And since we're deferring any judgment or feedback, we're just focusing on understanding what the other person is saying, then it, we give them and ourselves this great gift of growing closer in relationship and growing closer to a solution for the problem. Because only when we can understand where we're coming, each other is coming from, can we start to see problems as problems instead of just arguments or things to fight each other against and just opinions. Only when we understand and take the time to ask clarifying questions, summarize, and make sure we really get what the other person is saying, only then can we work together to find solutions. And also understand, you know, if we are in a place where we can't work together to find a solution, if we need to part ways and need to go a different direction because we are going to always see this differently and we've worked at it and tried and really it would be better for the rest of the world and for our own personal lives, for our relationships to separate and go a different way. Active listening gives you the opportunity to do this well. When you take the time to listen to what another person is saying, you also allow them the opportunity to be truthful and honest with you because it shows you that they can trust you. And this can be scary in a leadership situation. When you're the boss of somebody, 
they might not want to tell you the truth of what they're experiencing and feeling because their job might be at stake or their well-being might be at stake. Um, and depending on the organization, the company that you work for, something about their own livelihood, their own their own stability and well-being could be completely at stake. And so it's hard to build that trust. But when you practice this on a regular basis, when this becomes routine, that you are a person that will listen and respect and respond to well what somebody else is saying because you want to hear their perspective, people are more likely to open up to you. They're more likely to tell you the truth about what they're experiencing and feeling. And if you do have to part ways, it will be on a positive way to go, this just really is not working. We are never going to see things on the same page here as much as we try. So let's find a way to help you or help each other so that we can make this a good ending for both of us. And then you could still come back after that and still have a good positive relationship. Active listening really helps you in creating positive, healthy environments where people work, where people live, where people are interacting to build trust and integrity. It helps encourage innovation and still get work done because people want to come with new ideas. They get excited about bringing out of the box things, about growing your organization, your company, about moving to the next step. They get excited about it because you're listening to their ideas, you're hearing them, and then you guys were gonna work to implement those because there's trust built there. It is really important to know how to observe the experiences of others. This is a big, small world. We've got technology that connects us all around the globe. And if we are not invested in understanding the experiences of other people, we are really going to struggle to grow ourselves personally and to build more positive relationships and to pursue the dreams that we have. Because really when there's space for everyone, there's space for more and there's space for growth and there's space for beauty and wonderful, amazing, amazing things. And as you learn to observe the experience of others, you are opening up millions and millions of possibilities of new wonderful things to push and drive you forward and to connect, to meet your goals and to maybe have some lasting relationships that you never could have expected. So I hope this helps you. I would love to hear your questions about active listening. You can always shoot me a message through social media or my email, my website. Let me know what questions that you have. I would love to hear how I can serve you more in this podcast. Make sure you subscribe so you never miss an episode. Tell your friends if this has been helpful for you and let me know how I can serve you going forward and what topics you'd like to hear covered because I believe in you. I believe in your leadership. I believe in the things that you're doing. I believe that you are going to meet the goals that you have and that you are going to change the world. Hey, if you enjoy listening to this podcast, you have to come check out my eight-week leadership coaching program. You can see all the details on my website at kylacofer.com. That's spelled K-Y-L-A-C-O-F as in friend, E-R.com. Thanks for listening.